Welcome to Dense in the Darkness, the monthly podcast of the Northeast Collaborative. We're a new church network that empowers pastors to lead and launch healthy churches in Northeast America. This month, we have NEC's Executive Director Dan Nichols back in the studio, along with Fred Jacoby. He is the founder and Executive Director of Foundations Christian Counseling. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Always great to be here. So, Dan, tell us a little bit about why you invited Fred on to the show today. Absolutely. Fred is a great dude, number one, but also uh, (laughs) Foundations is an official ministry partner with NEC, and we have strategically teamed up so that we can see healthier churches across this corner of our nation. And Fred really loves the church. We were actually just at a meeting of ministry leaders where we were sharing why we were thankful for each other. And man, it's just so cool to see how Fred loves the church the way that you would hope someone that does the Ministry of Foundations uh, would. And uh, Foundations is really here to serve local churches. And so we've seen the impact of their ministry firsthand at Restored Church and in so many others. And it's just awesome to not just be teammates, but friends as well. Mm. Well, Fred, can you kick us off by sharing some of your personal story with us? Sure. Uh, I was born uh, outside Philly and uh, spent my uh, elementary, junior high years in Connecticut attending a public school, then followed by a private school, a small Christian school uh, in Trumbull, Connecticut. Uh, my mother actually led me to Christ around the age of 10, and she, mm. she led me to Christ in the best possible place that you could ever come to Jesus, in the bathroom. <laughs> Right next to the throne. <laughs> right next oh, to the throne. Wow, boy. that is a line New right there. To that, yeah. <laughs> oh man, we uh, we moved to Minnesota actually during my high school years, and and uh, where I met, uh, and then uh, shortly thereafter went to college at Messiah College uh, in uh, outside of Harrisburg, uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, there I majored in family studies and I met my wife, and we decided to settle uh, here in the Poconos, Pennsylvania, where uh, her family lives, and mm. her family is a fantastic family too. So, a uh, great family to marry into. Cool. No, oh, that's neat. Well. Well, you are uh, the director of Foundations Christian Counseling. How did that get started? What was the birth of that? And how does it work? Sure. Uh, it was uh, around the time that after I graduated, I'm thinking, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do? And and uh, so I start doing some counseling in the secular arena. It was good. I really enjoyed it. However, I just could not speak about Jesus. And uh, mm. so that was a problem, obviously, in my spirit. At that point in time, I decided to do something about it. I heard a uh, an advertisement on the radio. That advertisement was about, hey, get your master's degree in counseling from a biblical seminary. And I'm like, cool. Hey, you know what? I think this is the answer to prayer. So I go there and start attending classes. And I just fell in love with uh, just how the gospel and how grace can really affect and move the lives of people going through all these relationship struggles and personal struggles, depression, anxiety, and such. And that was just a, it just moved my heart there. Uh, nearing graduation, it's like, okay, Lord, now what? And uh, so I just checked with a few area pastors and said, is there anything in the area and they said no but there's a need and i said okay wow. <laughs> that's what we'll do so we start up nonprofit counseling organizations in the poconos and uh and it's just uh it's been quite the ride we've been around about 17 years now so it started off just you yes yes uh we started off a nonprofit, and there's I, I guess there's a little bit of a morbid part of me i'm thinking if i pass then how is this going to continue <laughs> 
So I'm thinking, all it's right, a good well, question to ask. Yeah, I mean, we, we need a board of directors so they can continue the ministry if something were to happen. Um, but also, I need uh, I need some collective wisdom. I've got strengths and I've got a lot of weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And uh, though I might have a heart for counseling, I, I don't necessarily have a mind for business um, because this is a ministry, but it's mm-hmm. also a business. And, right. And so uh, I certainly need to support my family and all. So we uh, started that up, and uh, just since then, uh, we just had requests from other churches. Um, hey, can you open up something near us? Can you open up something near us? And so the Lord's brought some excellent counselors to us. So we just said yes to the pastors, and and next thing you know, we've we've got you know close to about uh, 20, uh, 20 counselors uh, on staff, wow. and uh, about uh, twelve or thirteen uh, locations, and we're looking at a few more. So it's that's a lot in a seemingly yeah. short period of time. Yes, how have you handled that? Uh, you know that growth and that that process on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> The best That's good. <laughs> um, no, it, it's been fantastic because it, with every obstacle that we've uh, confronted, the Lord has uh, taken care of us. He's uh, brought some new churches um, in partnership with us, and we could talk about that in a moment. And and again, He's brought those uh, counselors with us. And so, uh, with every little bit, every mountain, He said, hey, "I'll give you the tools to get over it." And you know, with the Northeast Collaborative, we're just getting rolling ourselves. And your story has been so impactful and so inspiring to me personally and our NEC team because watching your journey go from you know you having this passion seeing a need and saying I'm going to step out in faith that's a lot of what we're wanting to do too but man it's just so cool to see that God has blessed along the way and as you said you're responding to God saying here's a church that needs you know a counseling center or this is a geographical region where biblical counseling is needed and so that I just want to say to everyone listening, like wherever you are in your spiritual journey, and if God's calling you to something scary, uh, take encouragement from Fred's story mm. to go. God is with you in that. Is it really going to work? <laughs> like, what's going to happen here? He carries us through that. Yeah. Now you keep mentioning uh, partnership with churches, and NEC is all about partnership. the The idea of partnering with churches is something that you've done. Pretty much from the beginning. Yes. How's yes. that work? Yeah, well, what we've done is is we, we believe that counseling belongs in the church. Um, the counseling is it starts with God's word, and uh, and of course, so many churches they want to they want to speak and speak into people's lives, and discipleship is a big part of that. And discipleship and, and counseling they go hand in hand uh, because it's all about uh, engaging the person's heart, but also you know using the scriptures to to engage their hearts and, and amidst their struggles. Uh, so one of the things that we do is um, well, we don't take insurance, but instead of taking insurance, we develop partnerships with churches. And so churches support foundations as a mission, and then we reduce the rates for members or regular attendees of those churches. Every size church will have a decision you know, to make in terms of how much of that support and 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 such. But that partnership, it, it encourages the people to yeah. basically say, well, all right, well, I can go to a secular counselor who takes insurance. I can only pay $20, but they're not going to give me the gospel. They're not going to give me the hope. They're going to mm-hmm. give me some answers. And some of the answers might be might be okay, but a lot of times the answers aren't in line with God's word, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's an issue. So in partnerships, what churches do is they encourage their people to come get some good biblical Christian counseling for their flock, and that helps in the discipleship process. So when you say biblical counseling, I I, I think it'd be good to drill down into that more because yeah. I'm sure when you say that. People hear that and they hear a lot of different things. Like, does that mean when you come down, you sit down with someone, it's literally they just open up the Bible, flip to a couple of verses and go read these verses, go home and you're good. Yes, yeah, so basically take two verses, call me in the morning. That's right. And we're, we're, we're good with that. Um, 
No, biblical counseling is is um, it started off with Jay Adams, and he did some fantastic work. And then about the seventies, and he he pretty much said uh, started off with saying, "Hey, why are we as pastors? Why do we keep referring people to the world for mm-hmm. answers when we know that the the scriptures have all the answers and the scriptures are sufficient?" And so um, that movement started around that time. And there's been some you know adjustments with different movements and such. And and uh, so we we follow uh, CCF model, which is a Christian Counseling Education Foundation, yeah. and, and the biblical counseling. It's really coming along. Side uh, the individuals, and uh, so in in sessions, sure we'll open up the scriptures. We will um, mm-hmm. talk about we'll you know talk through parables or some understanding um, of how do we how do we conceptualize uh, like depression or anxiety uh, through the lens of the scriptures, mm. and we uh, essentially just want to use the scriptures and God's truth and God's word to be able to uh, answer the 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 questions, the struggles uh, that people are going through. Yeah, the scripture says that God has given us in the word of God everything that we need for life and godliness. And so that biblical foundation for counseling, so crucial. Uh, And then that partnership with the individual churches to be able to, to, you know, get that out there into different communities. Uh, And you said you're in how many different locations now? Uh, we're in about uh, twelve or thirteen locations, and possibly more coming. Yes, we're wow. um, one of our one of our goals is actually to go outside of Pennsylvania because we're in North and East Pennsylvania. Uh, we recently opened up an office in Binghamton, New York, and we're cool. actually exploring in three different locations throughout the United States, and uh, one of which is uh, in Vermont. And, and great uh, fit for what yes. uh, it's, Northeast Collaborative yeah. is doing yeah. as we move into the Northeast. Yeah, it's like glove meet hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what are some of the wins you've seen in in the work that you're doing? Some of the wins, it really, you know, I don't want to take credit for the wins, you know, but I also, I know that we're, right, we're a part of that. What are some of the things that you <laughs> well, God's using give you. God yeah. glory for? Yeah, God's using what, it. Yeah. What, you know, that that's, it's fantastic. It really is. So yeah, when we think about the wins, it's really, um, how has God used uh, foundations and how has he used the counselors to, to impact the lives of the people? And so, you know, we've, we've had uh, many people come to know Christ, even though we're a Christian counseling center, mm. um, there are people that say that they're Christian, of course, right. in the whole broader spectrum that we believe that God exists. Right. And, uh, and that's about it. I'm a it. theist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, but we've had opportunities where maybe it's premarital counseling, and mm. and uh, uh, one person's a believer, one person's not. But through that the counseling, then the people come to actually know Christ as Lord and Savior. And and uh, so I would say the biggest wins are, that we celebrate are the ones that the angels in heaven are celebrating. Also, mm. oh, that's awesome. Um, that is cool. That is that super really cool. Is. Yeah. yeah. The other wins, I think, basically are, are essentially, you know, marriages are saved mm-hmm. and uh, people that might be on the brink of committing suicide and, and uh, mm-hmm. are, are understanding who they are and their identity in Christ, and so they start seeing things differently. I remember counseling, uh, um, or we have counseled as an organization, several people from one church, and they were struggling and with marriages and things, and I went onto their church's website one day, and I look at their community groups, and next thing you know, these people are leading community groups mm. uh, for wow. marriages and stuff. And I'm like, wow, what, wow. what an encouragement that, that is. Yeah. Oh, and even me personally, so like uh, Jim Lane is on your yes. your team, mm-hmm. and uh, he moved out to be part of our launch team with Restored Church, but man, just even me personally benefiting from his counseling in my life has been huge. I know my sister uh, took advantage of counseling with um, uh, Janet, and that has been so impactful for her, and she's very open about that. And man, it's just so amazing. I think every Christian should engage in counseling in the sense of, there's kind of this stigma, right, sometimes of like, oh, you went to counseling. Yeah. 
I think all of us need counseling because we all need counsel. We all need wisdom. Yeah. And that's really what it is. Yeah. You're talking about marriage counseling. You're talking about different premarital counseling happens in churches most of the time. Uh, but I think there needs to be post-marital counseling <laughs> as well. Yes. It should be scheduled right in there oh, just like yes. you do yeah. with the premarital counseling where six months and then one year at least, you know, where you're working through some of the issues that develop uh, in in a marriage it's so crucial for us because it helps us to see into ourselves and who we are and then it helps us sometimes to see how god sees us and i think that's one of the important things about biblical counseling yeah absolutely and and just knowing a lot of the work god's word just says so much about marriage in there and uh you know even the most popular verses that i use actually are not marriage verses mm. verses in scripture it's basically remove the log out of your own eye yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> because it's so easy for people to come in marriage counsel- clients to come in and basically point the finger at the other person and say mm. fix them yeah. <laughs> uh, oh i've never been guilty of that no, never no, been guilty no, of that no. so what makes counseling so challenging today counseling is challenge of what we're complex um, wonderfully complex, um, and so we are. We are body. We are mind. We are spirit. The body has an influence on on how we feel, what we feel, and and, and such. The uh, we have thought processes that are just. Um, I don't want to say crazy. I can't say crazy as a counselor. But <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> but I can say true, that though. They they. <laughs> They're not necessarily logical, right, <laughs> let's right. just say, uh, or they're logical to one person in terms of emotionally logical, but not according to the other. Right. And of course, the heart, you know, the purposes of a, of a man's heart are deep waters, and it takes someone of understanding to um, draw, uh, to draw them out. And so, when we think about the complexity of, of the, the body, the mind, the spirit, and uh, just the deceitfulness of the heart, that's, the, that's a lot of the, the com- complexity, the difficultness is, is trying to understand, trying to get through that, and of course, seeing how how does God's word then uh, meet the person where they're at? Mm-hmm. You know, as we look at counseling, uh, you said you came out of the counseling world, but saw the need for biblical counseling. Why is that so important? Just knowing God's word um, is just is, is so amazing. Knowing that, uh, I mean, there are different forms of counseling, and so we can we can look at um, all the way from one end to say, let's say that's biblical counseling, mm-hmm. and then all the way to secular counseling, and then there's and somewhere in the middle there's called integrative counseling, which is you know putting mm-hmm. in psychology and then putting in the, the 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 Bible or at least biblical principles kind of thing, and there's just a, a wide range. Uh, we are where ourselves where our foundations are. We're we're more towards the biblical aspect than the integrative because the integrative brings in a more psychology mm. than it does the scriptures. Mm. And we want to start with scriptures. We don't want to completely ignore what the world is doing uh, because we want to be wise and, and understand some things. And But we want to go through everything through the lens of scripture. Everything that goes on in our lives, we, we need to work through that lens. Well, at the end of the day, Christians shouldn't be afraid of psychology just in the right. same way that we shouldn't be afraid of things like science because right. God is the creator of all things. And so right. science is something that we should engage with wholeheartedly and to me, I think psychology sure. is in that same vein. I mean, the brain is an organ, right. and God created it. And <laughs> yeah, and every psychological truth that has that has been out there has really already started with Scripture. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you, don't, you don't view them as in necessarily opposition to each other, but 
as somewhat complementary, but then you need to filter it all through the scriptures. Yeah, everything has to be filtered through scripture. So say, for example, we have a typical uh, psychological concept that has infiltrated the church, and I'll say the, the aspect of forgive yourself, and we all hear that. Yes, you that is such a yourself. great example. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, when we look at the scriptures, there's no such thing as forgiving yourself. There is forgiveness. There's forgiveness from God. There's forgiveness for other people. There's forgiveness from other people, but there's no such thing as self-forgiveness in the scripture but that's a psychological term um, that has infiltrated the church that that so many people are and and very popular people and preachers and stuff are teaching about self-forgiveness but it's not a biblical concept it's not a biblical term what is biblical on the other hand is recognizing that god's forgiveness for us is sufficient it's enough jesus his death on the cross was enough for us. We don't have to add to that. And so forgiving ourselves is is like saying, well, it's, it's faith in Jesus Christ, but that's not enough mm. to be free. I have to do an action, and the action is of forgiving myself. And that's not by grace alone. And a lot of times the heart behind that phrase, at least to me, when I hear someone say that, and I've heard yeah. that so often, yeah, yeah. is real is what Hebrews says, right? Forgetting the past, forgetting the things that lie behind, mm. you know, pressing forward. I think that's the heart behind it mm, is yes. basically saying, hey, let's move beyond yes. the past. Yep. And that is biblical, but expressing it in that way of I've just got to forgive myself. Yes. What you're doing is you're doing something that's really opposite of the gospel. You know, it's in contradiction to the gospel. And so I think that's what you're talking about is using the Bible as the foundation to understand what is really going on in our mind, in our heart, in our in our bodies, whatever that is. Yes, and it's really looking at the freedom. And uh, mm. and so even psychology or, or using psychotherapy, they want to help people experience that freedom. And so they just say the freedom to be free from guilt and shame is to forgive yourself. And we say, no, the freedom from guilt and shame is to understand what Jesus Christ has done for you on the cross, that exactly. your sins and shame has been nailed to the cross, and now you are free. And so now it's a battle of belief as opposed to a battle of, I have to do something in addition to what Jesus has done for me. But even sometimes in Christian circles, can it become, because that, that philosophy of, it's really all about me, right? Like secular counseling, like at the I end of the, the day, yeah. I'm the answer to my own problems. Yeah. Mm. But that has even crept into the church. Yes, it has. And we can sprinkle some Jesus language or some, yeah. you know, some biblically sounding stuff, but really ultimately it's the, the illustration I love to use all the time is the cat and dog theology. Have you heard of cat and dog theology? Go ahead, go for it. <laughs> so, Cats say, <laughs> you feed me, you pet me, you love me, yes. I must be God. Dogs say, you feed me, you pet me, you love me, you must be God. Yeah. What are some examples of that when it comes to counseling? Like, what would be some examples of like maybe Christianese or Christianized counseling, but it's still oh, yeah. like self-centered self-focused not jesus centered oh sure even i'd say the one of the other aspects are the love yourself mm, you know love yes you need to love yourself and so if let's say for example someone has a low self-esteem right and so from that self-esteem movement is of course well let's work on you know building your esteem and mm -hmm. so part of that building your esteem is saying well instead of because you now hate yourself now you need to love yourself and so the the goal of loving yourself then is is to feel better and to be healed and such but in the scriptures we actually see you know we need to deny ourselves we see that at right. the end of days we will love ourselves which is countercultural we'll right yes extremely countercultural yes we'll all be lovers of ourselves you know type thing and, and we already see that we've got a sin nature we know we love ourselves and that's one of the reasons that scripture and god tells us to love god love neighbor he's redirecting our love from mm -hmm. ourselves yeah. to other people and and so that's part of that psychotherapy that kind of gets involved in the church and gets involved in, in, uh, 
in uh, modern uh, theology and such. And of course, it's, it's not about loving ourselves. It's love God more and love neighbor more. Yeah. I met a pastor one time who, who wrote me and he said, Dan, um, he was a psychotherapist yeah. and then he became a pastor. And he was talking to me about his pastoral philosophy and he said, Dan, number one thing in pastoral ministry is that we never try to change people. Number one thing in pastoral ministry, we never try to change people. Yeah. We, we hug people and we love people, but we never try to change them. And my response to him was, you know, I understand why you're saying what you're saying. The mm-hmm. problem is Jesus didn't do that. People who interacted with Jesus, they constantly were changed. They constantly had that fork in the road. And I think we all need that change and, and that, that recognition that we need to change and we can't just embrace everything about it. There's certain, some things we need to embrace, mm-hmm. but there's that sin and that rebellion against God that we can't embrace. We've got to get rid of, not in our own power, but through the power of the gospel. Sure, and the power of the gospel is so is so intense. It's it's so amazing. And but looking at it as a counselor, like I don't know if I would want to change them. Now, I, but we do want to be that impetus, that that aspect of you know the Holy Spirit is what changes a person's heart. Right. And so we will share truth. We will challenge perspective. Uh, but we want the we want the Holy Spirit to do the work because He's the wonderful counselor, and we're we're okay. But He's wonderful, right? So we'll, we'll let Him do that. Uh, that's well said. Uh, yes, it that's is. well said. Yeah. Now you've got a team that works with you. You obviously can't be at all twelve of those locations that you are. Uh, tell us about the team. Yes, we've got a team of about uh, 20 staff members, most of whom counsel. Uh, a lot of our counselors are part-time, um, but a few of them are uh, tend to be full-time. And uh, we've got four board members as well, and uh, they do a fantastic job in leading uh, leading the ministry as well. All of our counselors were all master's-level counselors. Wow. Uh, so cool. whether we've received them from like a seminary or or at the very least uh, have a biblical counseling training. So maybe like a biblical counseling certificate or going for that. Um, because again, we want, want to all be on the same page in terms of the scriptures uh, are sufficient. Mm. Now you mentioned already some of the future plans that you yes. have as far as where you'd like to be and moving up into the Northeast, a tough place to minister. Yes. I think uh, where the darkest night is, is where the light's the needed the most. Yes. And we certainly have those opportunities as we look to the Northeast. As you are working, what are you praying over right now? What are you praying for as far as your direction is concerned? Sure. We're just praying for open doors and possibilities. We would love to set up Christ-centered counseling centers um, where there aren't any. Mm. And uh, we're, we're looking for, for God for that and uh, for those opportunities. And so there's a few things that we need to uh, to figure out on the back end. But as we look towards the future, uh, we're just seeing a few different churches. We've seen uh, Vermont. We, we see a mm. one in Maine uh, also. Oh, cool. And mm. uh, uh, Maryland and Utah. So that we see all these possibilities. Wait, wait, so- hold on. You just said... Maryland and then Utah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's sometimes it's who you know, right? And so there's there's connections. Yeah, there's yeah. connections that we have with people in different states, and uh, that we want to explore that. Yeah. But obviously, God's got to bring the the right type of counselor um, in mm. those directions too, because we're not going to fly out there every week or, or anything. Uh, so we look for those possibilities and, and potential counselors as well that have biblical counseling certificate or background to be able to uh, you know come beside us and work with us. I've had the opportunity to to deal with several of your counselors uh, and always appreciated that biblical philosophy that comes with everything that they do. I think that you guys have done a great job in bringing together people who have that biblical mindset in their counseling. And I know that's, you know, as we've been talking to you now, that's been your heart's desire, but there is also the financial aspect of that. How does that, how does that, how do you get through all of that stuff? 
also with God's help. <laughs> I get the feeling Fred spends a lot of time on his knees. From what <laughs> that's that's so a, what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, since we don't take insurance, right? And, right. Um, but so we do charge our clients, and that's one of the reasons that we have the partnerships. And so yeah. when churches partner with us, then the the closer that people pay to a copay, the more encourages them to. Uh, to come to to our services and yeah. such, um, but so the churches supplement then with the yes, so they they pretty much so let's say if they if we charge let's say fifty dollars, I'm just throwing that number out, and if the church comes and partners with us, then that might lower it to say like twenty okay. uh, or thirty dollars for the person, mm-hmm. and they basically the church basically picks up the rest of the cost, okay, and that's the way that the church encourages them. Yeah, that's pretty realistic though. Yeah. I mean, uh, as far as comparative, that's really not that bad right. for counseling sessions. Yeah, and and even when you look at what it would be for a church to have somebody on staff oh. uh, who could do that oh, or yeah. to take that time out yeah. of a pastor's schedule to do that. Look, let's face it, uh, pastors are trained in the Word of God, but they're not always trained in the people skills necessary to do that biblical counseling. That's true. Sure. If you were to take a pastor's salary, measure that hourly, and then compare that to say referring to you know foundations or a counselor and and helping to take care of those costs it actually ends up to being a lot cheaper mm. uh, for the church yeah. to be able to do that because they're using uh, the funds to to help the people and the pastor can do other things that they need to do and, and it's not something where you're saying well you're coming alongside churches and taking away discipleship opportunities right. that's right. not what you're saying you're saying there are a lot of really intense situations whether it is marriage or right. anxiety depression you know yes. so many things that we face and and pastors yes. face yeah. <laughs> leaders in the church face that are really critical and really intense and sometimes it takes that extra special training that someone has spent years developing to really help navigate more difficult situations while the church continues to disciple and do that sure this is more called we can call it intensive discipleship <laughs> for <laughs> intensive struggles yeah. right and i much. think that you mentioned the benefits of that when you said you know you looked at someone that you've been counseling and right. now you can see the leadership that they're doing in their own church yes. right. just building the body of christ yes. yep. strengthening the body of christ to minister to the body of christ i mean let's face it if we're healthy parts of the body of christ that church is going to be healthier as well yeah sure it's also it's also a uh an outreach ministry as well too Mm. because when churches have counseling offices they can go from the outside yeah um and for those who don't have the funds for it then we also take up a collection called the karen hoffner memorial fund named Mm. after a former board member who passed with cancer and uh with that then we we do a banquet and and we raise funds for that particular purpose so that we can lower the the rates for low income families, and so we that that also helps uh, yeah. financially and helps us to do that outreach to to people. Oh, that's great! Well, I want to get our listeners to know how they can get in contact with you, Fred, and also with Foundations Christian Counseling. But we would be remiss if we don't mention the fact that uh, I'm holding here in my hand your first book. Is it signed though? The it's is your signed? Oh, oh sign Fred's got to sign it. It's not yet. Fred's got to sign it. I just finished reading this last night. Uh, I did take the quiz, Fred. Nah. <laughs> Four. <laughs> the black and white thinking Christian moving beyond the all or nothing mindset to become like 
Christ. Obviously, yeah. the goal of your counseling, the biblical counseling, is to become more Christ-like. Yes. Just give us a nutshell here on what you're doing in the book. Yeah, well, the reason I purpose, uh, purposely wrote that book was I noticed that there was a, a group of people that I had a hard time connecting with in the counseling office. Okay. And uh, also had a hard time connecting with one of my sons. And then I'm thinking about this and, and thinking about life. I'm like, you know what the similarity is, is that they all tend to be black and white thinkers. Mm, huh. And uh, all or nothing. And uh, so I started thinking about that more and trying to conceptualize that uh, through the Word of God. And I uh, saw that a lot of black and white thinking is, well, in the world, they kind of look at it to, as something that's, uh, you've got a mental health condition if you're a black and white thinker. <laughs> um, but there's actually that personality that has more of a black and white thinking uh, to it, right and wrong. They kind of perceive things through right and wrong, good and bad and such. And actually, that tends to reflect God of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. um, who developed the law, right and wrong, consequences for it, and, mm-hmm. and uh, who also says, you know, I don't want lukewarm. I wish you were either hot or cold. And so there's some black and white components there coming Mm -hmm. from God. And so the whole purpose of the book there is just to kind of show that this is a personality that comes from God. Um, But also uh, there are some common struggles with black and white thinkers um, tend to lean towards more of legalistic at times mm-hmm. um, and tend to um, uh, need some more uh, add more grace to their their lives as well and so right. that's what the book is about it's about looking at those strengths and weaknesses of black and white thinker and also becoming more like Christ mm. so how do people get the book get in contact with you if they're interested in foundations and the work that you're doing sure getting a copy of the book you can just go on to amazon.com um, probably best to just search my name Fred Jacoby or you can search for the black and white thinking Christian. I get that through Amazon, uh, through a book or Kindle. Yeah, and you uh, actually have a website, uh, Fred Jacoby. That's J A C O B Y dot com. Yes. Fred Jacoby dot com. Yep, uh, that's my website there. If you need to get in contact with me as well, uh, if you're also looking at, for foundations, we have a website for is uh, foundchristcouncil dot org. Uh, you can email me at info at foundchristcouncil.org. Uh, we also have an app. Oh, um, and yeah. so you can go on to, um, uh, whether it's the Google Play or the Apple uh, store, I and start, you can yeah. look for uh, Foundations Christian Council. Uh, no I-N-G there, just uh, Council, uh, C-O-U-N-S-E-L. And uh, <laughs> go ahead, and we've got resources uh, for you as well, some talks that we've done and uh, for marriage, depression, or other issues. Mm. Well, that's great. And as always, all of this information will be in the show notes uh, for the NEC podcast, Dense in the Darkness. We are hoping that you will help us to make Dense in the Darkness here in the Northeast. Fred, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Dan, as always, uh, just excited about what God is doing as we move to make dents in the darkness in the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs>